It's a big day today. I mean, goodness gracious me, when I woke up this morning, I leaned across to my wife, I gave her a big kiss, and I said, happy International Women's Day. And she said, darling, every day should be International Women's Day. And I did not mess with her, of course. Uh, but all through the week, people have sort of been dobbing in, these amazing women within our community, within the Australian community, that are doing great things, not for just themselves, but for Australia and for wildlife, etc., etc. Now, of course... Well, I find a really good contact. I chase it up. Dr. Vanessa Perotta is a wildlife scientist. She's a whale scientist. She's also an ambassador for the Antarctica Science Foundation and joins us all the way from Sydney right here, right now. Hello, Vanessa. Hello, and what a lovely introduction. Oh, I didn't want to miss anything out, of course, because <laughs> first and foremost, being a whale scientist or a wildlife scientist, what a cracking good job. Oh, look, it's, every day is exciting because essentially my work is trying to do good for wildlife. So whether it be using drones to collect whale snot or, oh. or AI to look for <laughs> smuggled wildlife, you know, this is the type of stuff that we do. Hang on, hang on. How do you collect <laughs> whale snot? I'm assuming you fly the drone through that big uh, spurt of, of, <laughs> of water and snot that comes out of the – oh, it doesn't matter. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm not joking about this one. We oh. literally will fly drones through that plume to learn more about their health. So this is just one example of a new innovative tool to essentially access an animal the size of a bus. Wow, that's so cool. Uh, Vanessa, how did you get started? I mean, I've got a gentleman by the name of Andrew who happens to be El Supremo at the Antarctica Science <laughs> Foundation, dobbed you in immensely and said you are great at your job, you're brilliant for everything that you're doing for wildlife and for the whales. How did you get started? Oh, well, the, it's, and first of all, thank you to Andrew. Um, and I'm very, a very proud ambassador for the Antarctic Science Foundation, so we can talk about that very shortly. Uh, well, I essentially grew up on a farm, so nowhere near the ocean. And Where? I was just always outside of Canberra, wow. funny enough. So other side of the world uh, to you. And essentially, yeah, it was cows and sheep. And I just always fascinated with marine mammals like whales and dolphins. And so I had to pursue the career, this career path down to learning more about them and helping them along the way. Right. So a lot of st study time and effort. I'm assuming where? Sydney, Canberra? I mean, if you, did, where did you universitize yourself? Well, actually, I studied at the ANU, so the Australian National University, right. and I worked at the zoo at the same time, which is super cool. And you... especially for young, young minds listening, you know, you can work on whales, but work at a zoo. And then I became a dolphin trainer. That was really fun. And yeah. then I worked out that I wanted to do a bit extra. So I started, I did my master's. And then went into a PhD, which was all focused on whale conservation. So hang on, you 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 said dolphin trainer. Uh, where was that? <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like the best all gigs all round. How did where did you do that? Oh my gosh! Well, it was on the uh, in New South Wales, so in, in Coffs Harbour, and it was a fantastic opportunity to work with the vet. We did a lot of turtle rehabilitation, helping sick and injured wildlife, but also learning more about dolphins and sea lions because. Having the opportunity to study them in an environment like that was is unique, and they contribute a lot to science. You've always been. Uh, I'm getting this detection now that even though you grew up on the land, there's salt water running through your veins, Doctor Vanessa Parada, because <laughs> this is where you seem to be at the moment. And I guess as a whale scientist, um, there's a lot of data that you could tell us. Do do we have the problems that we think, or I think that we have, with regards to the numbers of whales in our oceans? 
Well, look, I think the thing is that whales are very remarkable creatures, not only because I'm biased, but yeah. they can tell us a lot about our marine environment, but also our Earth. And whales play important roles for both you and I and your listeners right now. They contribute the air that we breathe. They store a lot of carbon. They poo in one area and feed in another, oh, or the other way around. That's cool. And that feeds, <laughs> that feeds the fish that you and I will eat at Christmas lunch. And what's really interesting is that these animals make huge migrations from the cool ocean Antarctic waters in the Southern Ocean where they are right now. And then they come past our doorstep every year to go breed in the northern warm waters of Australia. And it's that, that transition between these large geographical areas that allows us to learn more about them, but our environment like areas in Antarctica. I'm very much aware also that uh, government recommendations say don't go too close because you will, you will spook them. So if we do, if we're out on a boat per chance mm. and all of a sudden we do see something large come next to how far away should we stay? And is that because we don't want to spook them? Well, the good thing is, in short, it's, it's the federal government has great protection for whales and dolphins in Australian waters, good. which is really great yep. because we want to protect them. And so it's a way of trying to make sure that we keep them safe, but also we keep ourselves safe. So depending on where you are, state or territory, up north, um, it's important to keep at least 100 metres away from a whale. And if there's a calf involved, you, it would require 300 metres. But that's the, that's the nitty-gritty facts. Sure. But if a whale is to approach you on a boat, so you say you're fishing, and I'm sure some of your listeners will be saying, oh, yeah, this has happened to me, where the whales come to you, then that's the best thing you can do is simply put your boat into neutral or even just to keep the engines off and just enjoy the show. They're yeah. so curious. Yeah. What about um? What about the breeding? I mean, do do you have any data on numbers that actually travel up and down the coastline? Now, the good thing is the east and the west coast of Australia do have a separate population, and so we know at least the east coast population, which is an area where we're able to study whales actually going past the finish line. There are at least forty thousand, or at least a little under that. So between thirty-five to forty thousand individuals. That's really cool. But we also have numbers on the West Coast that the number might even be greater than that. And thankfully, due to the end of whaling, or at least in some areas that hasn't stopped, but the humpback whale in Australian waters is protected. And that's a really good thing because the numbers have been able to rebound, at least on the East Coast, to near extinction. Mm. The passion that you have for wildlife, the passion that you have for whales is evident. And I guess here on International <laughs> Women's Day, it's important to to acknowledge your passion. But I guess I guess it, it's more of a team thing. I, I would have to get this right because you just can't do this by yourself. Would you surround yourself with great men and women that are on the same uh, the same projection as you with regards to wildlife? Oh, absolutely. And that's right. It is the, the work that I do is not just done by me. It's done by a massive team and it's, it, it, it's a result of collaboration. And collaboration is really key because with great minds in the same room, you can really work towards producing great things for wildlife. And, and that's our drones are a result of that. You know, even if you're going down to Antarctica on a ship, the imp instruments on that ship, it's, that's come together with multiple ideas multiple people from different countries around the world to make science happen. And that's what's so wonderful. And it is always so colourful when you're able to have a career that you really like and you can learn from other people along the way, whether it be working on whales to then taking those transferable skills to looking at trying to prevent illegal wildlife trafficking. 
this is this is what every day is like in in my world with whales and and wildlife conservation in general. Vanessa, keep up the passion, keep up the good work. <laughs> and the the numbers that you've given us up and down the east coast and the west coast is super because I I there's something about uh, not only what the whales but also the whale sharks and the dolphins those ah. those wonderful beasts in the ocean that are the size of trucks and beyond. I just think there's something magical about them, and that's why the Hawaiians revered the whales so much. But we here on planet Australia, we love our whales. We love our whale sharks and we want to look after them. And it's great to know that you're there at the coalface, or should I say the wave front? Yeah, that wave front, <laughs> uh, to know that you're doing a great job. Keep up the passion, keep up the good work. And on this day, being International Women's Day, thank you, Dr. Vanessa Perotta, for joining us here on 6PR. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. Great to have Vanessa with us. Uh, and it's wonderful to think the women in our world are doing marvellous things. We know that. And Vanessa is a great example. Uh, she is a whale scientist, a wildlife scientist, and an ambassador for the Antarctic Science Foundation and doing such a great job as well. And Andrew, uh, the boss of the, uh, of the ASF, I hope you're listening right now with a big smile on your face. We'll take a break on 6PR. Good to have